Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, my name is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi and you are listening to Street Talk Theology, where we keep theology real and bring it to the streets. I want to include my email address and would love some feedback from you guys concerning Street Talk Theology. You can reach me at Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. As mentioned, Street Talk Theology is not about me. It's about how people bring their theology to the streets, whether that is the home, in school, marriage, family, and or friendships. As you know, I believe theology is important. In fact, theology means a study of God and his relationship to the world and his people. You know, I've been a pastor now starting my 11th year and have a front row seat in seeing a true conversion story in someone's life. And that's a God honoring privilege. Um, So with me today is Ashley Abbott. She's a member of Desert Sky Baptist Church for about four years. And like all of us, Miss Ashley has a backstory that we ask her to share. Ashley, welcome to Street Talk Theology. Thank you for having me, Pastor. You know, Ashley's a little shy. Um, she's, but, but when it comes to sharing God's word and God's glory, um, what, is done in, what God has done in her life, she, 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 will, she will enlighten us for sure. Now, Ashley today works for the Department of Corrections as a, a commissary manager. And you just recently got a promotion, right, Miss Ashley? Yeah, going on a year now, though. You excited? Yeah, I love it. To the boss of the commissary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with no further ado, uh, first of all, I think you guys will really enjoy Miss um, Ashley. And she has a backstory. We all have a backstory before conversion. So I'm going to ask Miss Ashley um, to give us a backstory um, before she got converted and maybe leading into a conversion story. And knowing me, Miss Ashley, as your pastor, I might interrupt once in a while. You could handle that. You're used to that, right? I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> okay. All right, Miss Ashley. Let's hear. Tell us before conversion, prior to conversion, a little bit of your life, if, if you may. All right. Well, Pastor, um, I grew up here in Casa Grande, born and raised. Um, you know, I had a, you know, a wonderful childhood, great parents, um, you know, a great sister and brother. And, you know, I had a normal uh, childhood life. And, um, you know, I just, but I always felt inside just very insecure, um, very anxious. I never really liked myself. And, um, you know, just growing up, you know, that, you know, I was, I was shy and, you know, just growing up, you know, it was tough for me. And, you know, I kind of just struggled on the inside, but I always just thought that, um, that was normal and you usually grow out of that, which is true, you know, but like for me, <laughs> I've always been different, always been weird, you know, middle, middle child, all that. Um, so, um, you know, um, just growing up and then, you know, I, I started. Miss um, Ashley, did you ever talk to anybody about your insecurity, like your family or your mom or um, I mean, not necessarily, I guess, maybe. But I, I don't really remember. But like I said, I just thought it was normal, you know, that I'd grow out of it, whatever. I still like myself, you know, but I guess you struggle with that kind of stuff as a, you know, child. growing Yeah, up yeah, pretty yeah, good, good. Yeah. Um, so like I remember, though, like as a teenager um, one time, you know, like I. 
um, you know, I had a drink and I loved it because like it made me get rid of all those feelings and it made me feel like I always wanted to feel just calm, um, just happy and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I, I liked it. So, you know, um, uh, so going on from there, just, you know, in high school, you know, just going to parties and stuff. And, you know, I thought that's what, you know, you do. That's what the cool kids do. And so, of course, I wanted to fit in and be cool or whatever. So, um, you know, I started drinking and I just, you know, growing up, um, you know, they teach you a lot about the dangers of drugs and stuff. And um, I can say that I've never tried, you know, a drug, but um, I, I just knew how much I like drinking. So I think that kind of fear uh, scared me. But um, I just uh, so I, I just started going to parties and drinking in high school and stuff. And I never thought it would lead to like a problem because alcoholics and stuff were I thought like homeless people, people that didn't work and any of that. But for me, I was um, pretty good at it, you know, like I could hide it. So did you find yourself dependent upon it? Did yeah. it I mean, did it come a time when you started to know that you were more dependent now on alcohol? Definitely. So um, I remember one time, I think I was about 18 and I had, um, I was in college at CAC and I remember I had to uh, meet with a teacher about a report um, and I was really nervous. So I remember taking a drink that morning and I went and did the interview or, or the assignment with her and like I left and she didn't say anything about me smelling like alcohol or drinking or anything. And I just, uh, I got away with it. So I just thought, perfect, this is what I'm going to do now. Every time I get anxious or worried or anything, I'm just going to have a drink. So you were more f a functional alcoholic, yes. if I can say. Yeah, so um, that's what I started doing on there. Like, I would start drinking before work. I would drink on my lunch breaks. I would just, and I would, you know, drink at night. And so I just started, I remember looking at myself one time when I was younger, probably about 18, 19. And I just. Well, yeah, started, that's what I'm saying. What, when, what year, what age did you start drinking, Ms. Ashley? Yeah, well, I started drinking when I was about 15, Okay. Uh, but like, it wasn't a problem then. Like it was just on the weekends, whatever, right, right, casual. Right, 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 right. But yeah, so about 18, 19 is when I started drinking, I guess you could say full-time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> full-time yeah, drinking. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so my thing was, you know, growing up now at that age, you know, I just wanted to find a career. I wanted to find a man. I wanted, you know, to move out, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. And I thought that's, you know, what you do in life and that's what you achieve. So I figured if I got all that stuff, I would stop drinking. And so I did get all that stuff, you know, I met, I met a guy, you know, I was with him for a while, but I moved in with him. And then, uh, of course, you can't hide it at that point when you're living with someone, they eventually catch on. Right. Now, um, were, they, were they also a drinker or? No, not at the time. He uh, he he wasn't a drinker, but he would drink sometimes with me. You right, know? right, right, right. Um, but, you know, just that went on. So, like, he would confront me and stuff like that. And we would have fights and I would cry and I would be like, I got a problem, you know. So yeah, we yeah, would yeah. seek help, you know. I would go to, like, AA meetings and stuff. But I never took it seriously because I knew deep down in my mind I didn't want to stop drinking, you know. You didn't want to stop. That's a good point. Yeah, I really loved it. You know, I'll be honest. Like, I love drinking. And um, so, you know, it, like I said, that stuff went on for years and years and then uh, finally, like, I think I was about 27 and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Like, it, So you were actually drinking from 15 to 27, basically. Yeah. So maybe early on uh, just at parties, but then there was a time where you just drank every day. Yep. Yep. I drink by myself all the time. Like in the mornings, like I said, before work, I would drink on my lunch breaks, I would work. And like I said, I was good at it. <laughs> you know, I was yeah, a functional yeah. alcoholic. I was, yeah, you know, and I just yeah. thought my bills are paying. I'm going to work. What's the problem? You know? Yeah, exactly. um, but like I said, so up until about when I was 27, you know, is when I really got desperate and I really needed help and I wanted to, um, uh, you know, get into a rehab. And uh, one of my friends, she helped me get into rehab. So, 
Um, well, um, prior up to this, you know, I, like I said, I've been in, t- I went to AA meetings, I was in detox a couple times, you know, but I would get out and be good for maybe a month, maybe less. And then I would just go back to drinking and it just the whole vicious cycle would start over fights, you know, crying, craziness. So, um, so when I was about 27, I went to um, a rehab in Florida and I hate, you know, I hated it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit drinking because I never want to do this again. I need to get my life together and I need to straighten up and do this. And so when I came back, um, I was about four months sober and just something ticked in my mind and I went out drinking again, you know. And so um, this time it was, you know, kind of like the last draw, I guess, with me and my boyfriend at the time. And um, so we pretty much were done, you know, I moved back to Casa Grande, um, and I was living in Peoria at the time. So I moved back to Casa Grande, um, my lovely mother, you know, I poor <laughs> girl, she, I put her through so much, but she always accepted me back and, you know, um, so I moved back in with her and then, uh, I just remember, you know, waking up the next day, like, what am I going to do? You know, like I got to quit drinking, I got to figure something out, but, I just couldn't stop drinking because it was my escape, you know? And what did mom, did mom, or what did mom say about that? And yeah. by the way, mom is a member of this church too. And, yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, Kimmy is, uh, Kimmy is Kimmy. And she's, she's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful parishioner and a wonderful mother, I know. But so did you actually um, discuss this with your mom? In other words, uh, to get, I mean, obviously you went for help and it never worked. Right, right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, like I said, during the time um, when I was living in Peoria, though, you know, I, I, I would lie to her and I wouldn't tell her like, everything's fine. I'm not drinking and everything's fine. You know, so I isolated from my family a lot. And, you know, I just lied to them all the time thinking I was fine. Um, so, yeah, when I got back in, I was moving it. I lived I was living with her. I um, uh, I don't really remember a lot, but I just remember eventually like I would lie to her again. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to my meetings. I'm not drinking, you know, and I'd be hiding it and stuff. And I mean, she knew sometimes and you know, unfortunately it caused, you know, some fights between us and, um, but, you know, bless her heart. Like she's, she's helped me, you know, every step of the way, you yeah. know? And, yeah. um, so, you know, I got, I finally, well, first thing is I had to find a new job. So I found a job where I'm at now and, um, I really liked it and I really wanted to advance in it. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to drink. And, uh, you know, I left my job a couple weeks in, you know, I started drinking again and just, I couldn't stop. Um, so fast forward, like, I mean, I can go on and on about all the destruction about it, but um, I just remember getting so bad because um, they have a saying in AA, you know, like every uh, relapse would be worse than the uh, previous one or something like that. I think I got it wrong, but pretty much every relapse is worse, you know, as you go on. But like, I kind of never had that problem. So I really thought in my mind that I could control this. I could control my drinking, but I couldn't because eventually I would just start drinking more and more again. Like the whole cycle always repeated itself. But this time, you know, my body was just um, completely dependent on it. Like I could not function. I couldn't live. I couldn't go a few hours without a drink. And even working at the um, prison, I would drink, you know, a whole bunch to try to get me through the whole day. And uh, I just remember one specific day, um, you know, I was calling in sick a lot. Um, I was using all my vacation time because I was just so sick at this time. And my body was just starting to shut down and stuff. And, you know, I'd be going to the doctors and I would, you know, to get doctor's notes to get, you know, out of work and stuff. And, you know, I just remember um, the, the doctor telling me my, like my liver's in bad shape, you know? Oh, wow. And, yeah. So, I mean, that didn't even scare me though. Like I kept drinking, I kept drinking. I wasn't going to quit cause I didn't want to go back to rehab ever. And I just remember, um, 
one day I was in my office and it was about eight o'clock in the morning and I had to make it till three 30, you know, but all the alcohol I had drank in the morning was already wearing off. And like I said, at this time I've used up all my vacation time. I used up all my sick time and I couldn't leave. Like I had no time to leave, you know, and I'm already on thin ice probably. Um, but I just remember uh, just praying to God, like, God, please just help me get through this day. And um, I remember um, I was still kind of with my boyfriend at the time and we would talk and I would be crying all the time because I was just absolutely miserable. So, so for you to cry out to God at that time, were you um, around people? Did mom go to church? I mean, was there any church yeah. uh, people in your life that you would cry out to God or ask God to help you? Well, yeah. You know, so like the thing is, like I've, I've come to church, you know, um, on holidays and stuff like that. We would come to church. My mom, she was coming to church, I believe, for a while. Well, she was always coming to church. But um, like I believed in God. That's the thing. Like I thought I believed in God. I thought that I had a relationship with God. And, um, but the thing is like, now that I'm at where I'm at, like I, I didn't, you know, exactly. yeah, I didn't. And that's the scariest part. Like I thought I was a Christian, <laughs> you know, I thought I was okay. I thought that like, we all go to heaven and I thought like all this, um, stuff, but like, now that I know what I know now, like, you know, my eyes were open, but, um, yeah. So like at the time, like I was always praying to God, you know, for help, but right, he, right, I right. never saw any results. I don't know. Right. I thought he hated me. You know, I just, all yeah. these things, you know, but he heard, you know, and I, he heard all my prayers, but I know specifically this morning, like I just prayed and asked him to please help me um, to make it through this day. And uh, like five seconds later, my boss was coming out, uh, walking by and I'm just like, I'm an alcoholic. I need help, you know? And to this day, like, I just, I feel like it just got took over my body because I was never going to admit it, no matter how sick, no matter how right, bad I right, was, right, right. and I couldn't do it, and um, he's like, well, let's go get you some help, so, you know, he took me up to HR, and they got me to a rehab that day, you know, and I hated it again the next day because I didn't want to be back in rehab, but I was just like, all right, well, this is it. Like, I got to take it seriously. But every other time I thought I took it seriously, too, you know, so. I was they didn't scared. fire you, no problem. They didn't fire no, you. Like they gave me a promotion <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few years later. No, but um, yeah, so I mean, I was just a, a, a train wreck and, you know, really was just a walking zombie. Like, I had no life in me. I had no hope, no faith. I had nothing, you know, and um, so I made it through re rehab and you know, I got out and I was very scared because, you know, like this was it. Like I, I you know, I, I've been either, through so many yeah. rehabs already. Right? Yeah. I was what, like, either changed, I'm going to make it or I'm going to die this way. Cause I really felt like I was dying. And, um, so, you know, well, you know what, let's back, uh, back up a little bit. I remember, um, before I had went to rehab, you know, like I was back in town. So my grandpa would always, um, Invite me Larry to <laughs> my buddy. Yes. So I was coming with him a couple nights, but I was coming, you know, just a hot mess and doing it just because, you know, grandpa. And I, I do remember even uh, asking you one night, like, you know, can I talk to you sometime? Because my thing was always like, I, I'm fine. I'm looking for someone to fix me. Someone's going to fix me, you know? So I was like, Hey, you're a pastor. You can fix me. <laughs> yeah. I can't even fix myself. I might fix you. Yeah. But we never ended up talking at that moment. Cause you know, I was just a hot mess. And, um, but it, you know, and then I, you know, started coming to church again. Cause you know, I just, I knew I needed God. Like if there was truly a God, like I need him right now, you know? Um, so I just started coming to church and, um, you know, you're preaching in Revelation, doing the whole series about that. And the thing that really got me was about talking about this world. And um, my thing was always, you know, like I said, you know, I wanted to get a good job. I wanted to 
get a man. I want to, you know, all this stuff that you're supposed to, the world thinks you have to have, you know, which I mean, we do have, it's nice, but that's not the main goal of our lives, I Amen. guess. And um, so you're preaching a revelation and, you know, you're at the part um, talking about the woman in revelation 17, four, um, the scriptures, the woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and was glittery with gold, precious stones and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand, filled it with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. And so you were going off about like how just, you know, this world's a big facade, you know, just yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about how revelation gives you a glance behind Caesar's throne. And just going remember. I do <laughs> <laughs> that sermon series, you know, it changed my life and um, just all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, wow, you know, like this is what I've been living for. I've been living for the world and everything that the world says, okay, is what I was trying to fit into. I go, I'm going to change my ways and I'm going to just live for God now, regardless of what happens to me, as far as in this world, you know, like, I feel like if I just stay solid with God and live by what he wants, you know, like I'm going to be. So he kind of, he kind of, so you believed at that time, maybe during that sermon or that time that God actually saved you? I believe, yeah. Because you had, you had a different perspective now. Yeah. But you've been, but, but my point is you've taken a lot of pads, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of down the roads as far as, rehab and and they never seem to work Mm -hmm. but you thought this was different maybe or you 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 felt this was different or thought it was different and yeah just because you know i just thought you know if i if i live for god you know if i do this i live for god like then what could possibly go wrong you know like i guess i don't know i guess how to explain it truly like I just thought, yeah, like, I guess you're right. Like I chose other paths, you know, like I said, I did AA, you know, and AA led me, you know, to kind of here as well, but I I know I needed more, you know, so I was coming to church and I just figured, yeah, you know, why not try just turning my life over to God, surrendering and, you know, just truly believing, spending time with him, reading my Bible and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I don't know if it was that exact day on that sermon, but I mean, I just, after that, you know, like I changed my music, I started listening to Christian music, you know, I started just reading my Bible more, praying more, you know, and obviously coming to church every Sunday, you know, and then, um, you know, and I, I definitely know, I know for a fact, like my eyes were open and I just, I truly feel like just God saved me, you know, because I, I don't know, like I, I can't explain it, but I remember one time you were saying like, you know, we see kind of like inside out of this world and that's how I view this world now, you know, like I just, the things of the world don't, um, entice me anymore right you know um i just i just i love spending time with god you know and i just i don't know it's amazing you know uh, and like i said when i when i opened the show um that you know being on a front row seat to see this uh I, you know like ashley i had set up many meetings with me or a few meetings and she never <laughs> we never, never really through. got to meet um but yeah. but but at the end of the day um, this is a true conversion story. So um, let me ask you a question. So how is your relationship now with some of your friends or family that, that have seen you on the dark side, if I can use those words, and now have, by God's grace, you've crossed over? Um, what is your relationship with them? Well, um, some of my friends from the past, like I don't uh, really talk to them at all anymore. Um, 
but the ones I still have, you know, um, I mean, obviously they're proud that I'm sober and stuff, but, um, (laughs) I, I don't know. They just, uh, you know, um, I'm a crazy church person now, crazy God person now, you know, so they're, they'll listen. They did you want crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I mean, they'll listen to me talk about God, but they'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, but I don't know. Um, my family, they've always been amazing. They've, you know, after everything, you know, I've put them through and stuff. They still, you know, sent me back with open arms and love me. And, but, you know, just, um, you know, it's just, I want to talk about God all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if they, so if they don't want to hear it, they have to go somewhere else. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, but I mean, you know, like, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, they do believe in God, but um, the only thing about that, you know, is I thought I believed in God, you know? So I just, I really truly just hope people get it, you know, because I like, I think we just take God lightly. Like, you know, Amen. sometimes like, I, I don't know, I guess I just, before I feel like I was truly saved, like I just pictured him as a human, you know, mm-hmm. like we got to get through this life and we all go to heaven. Right. But like, now it's just like, no, this is God. It's a life from, <laughs> from the pit of hell. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this God, you know, I remember when like when I was, um, I feel like I was truly born again. Like I just, I thought everything was so amazing. Like people, like I was just like, wow, like God created you, you know, <laughs> yeah. God opened your eyes. And yeah. um, I, 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 we probably got about six more minutes, um, I think. So I may have to ask you to come back I, if that's okay. But um, we do have a little time. I actually didn't put on the timer in the beginning. So I'm trying to figure out um, <laughs> um, how we can do this and stay within the time. So I think we got time for another question for sure. Um, let me say this, if I can say this rightly. Um what about where you work now? Mm-hmm. Because now obviously they've had to see a change in you mm-hmm. because this is a work where you actually went and said you were having trouble. You were an alcoholic basically. Right. Right. And now what do they attribute that change? Is there any, I mean, obviously do you, are you, uh, do you witness at work or when you get a chance or all the time, especially yeah, with they... everything going on in the world right now, it gives me a lot of opportunities, you know, um, the, you know, there's a few people there that they actually just left about a year or about six months ago, but they're the ones that were there for me through it all. And yeah, I mean, they were super just like, wow, you know, and, um, they were, you know, they were big, my biggest supporters and fans there, but a lot of people now they, um, a lot of people, well, the thing is that with that work, when I was there, like I, I didn't talk to anybody, so nobody really knew. Um, even, uh, one of the guys, he was like, wow, like I never had any idea, you know, cause you know, I have no shame. I'll tell my story, you know? And he's like, no, it's part of your testimony now. Yes. Amen. Um, but he's like, wow, I never knew, you know, and he's kind of a hard one. I'm still getting him to, he'll let me talk about God to him, but he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, but you've, I mean, you've, you've invited people from church, mostly from when you were in a support group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've invited people for, uh, to church. Right. Yeah. Any, any work, I don't remember, any workers have you invited? Um, yeah, yeah. There's actually one girl that's still currently coming right now, so. Is that Cammie? No. No. Angelica. <laughs> oh, Angel- yeah, yeah. Angel- yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah. She, she works with you. Yeah, yeah. she's been here. Um, did she come Sunday? Yeah. Was she here Sunday? No, they made her work Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah, was the was the yeah. was her daughter here? Or? No, she didn't come either. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they know, and so you know, I do like have plenty of opportunities, and I'll tell them about God, you know, because 
Yeah, and one of the things, um, so one of the things I've, I've seen uh, over the years with, with Miss Ashley is that she's really growing in the grace and knowledge of, of who God is. And she's, she's not, a, she's not um, ashamed when I can shake her a little bit to ask the hard questions. And she's got some hard questions. Um, so what is your, now that you've become a Christian, what are some of the struggles that you that you have as as a Christian now? Uh, you know, just some of the struggles. I you know, I mean, I would think my biggest one is loving your neighbor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, welcome to the I welcome to the a, ministry. Right? <laughs> I still have a tough time, you know, with people and stuff. You know, but um, I mean, that's my struggle. And I guess you know, like, um, so I don't have like a lot of Christian friends that we get involved and do things with. You know, I got my church family, and I love yeah. them to death and stuff, but. I would say, you know, just kind of doing things more um, that involve God, you know, um, like, I don't know, just um, kind of having that kind of group. I mean, we kind of have a little something going on right now, but I guess just, you know, like, because I have no. Is that with Tony and Cammy? Yeah. yeah. You guys meet every week? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But, you know, like, I just I don't have the desire to be involved with the things of the world. Yeah, lot, praise you know? the Lord. I haven't seen Cammy. Has she been yeah. around? Or? Yeah, she's been working. She yeah. works nights now, so it's hard for her right now. But um, just that. And I guess just, you know, just. I don't know. Every day is a struggle. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, that's, you know, I, you know, people yeah. think when they become Christians that everything is going to be peachy keen. And right. that's not the case. Right. Um, you know, Miss Ashley, uh, I don't know where we are with time, so I want to I want to be careful not to go over our time. Mm-hmm. But if you had to, before we get you back again, and we'll 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 get into your more conversion and some of your Bible studies and some of what you're learning in the church and what you're doing in the church, if you had to encourage somebody that is maybe has an alcohol problem or Usually, and it seems like with you, you you had a problem, but you didn't realize you had a problem. And we got about a minute and a half or two minutes, and we can go on this when we get back and do the next show. But what can you tell them? I would just say, you know, I would just give your life over to the Lord. And, you know, some people might think, well, how do you do that? But it's truly just trusting, praying surrendering, finding a good church, finding right? a good church. I recommend desert sky Baptist. <laughs> no. Um, it's, it's honestly true, you know, because people, you know, they'd be like, Oh, just ask God, pray God, you know, pray to God, this and that. And, you know, you'd think, yeah, yeah. You know, I do do that, but no, like if you truly do it and believe, and I mean, he doesn't, you know, answer right or right away, but he hears us he's and you've got a plan. And that's the thing. The biggest thing I've learned is regardless if it's, makes me happy or sad. Like I know regardless his ways, his will is better for me. Praise the Lord. And, um, you know, just when I was drinking, I just, you know, I had no contentment, no rest. I was always anxious, worried, sick, no peace, but like we truly serve like the God of the universe and, um, a sovereign God. right? Yeah. And in him, like just reading the Bible, spending time with him and everything. Like I have all that now. You see the passion of Miss Ashley. We're going to have her back because we, I, she encourages me. I mean, just seeing this from a front row seat. But anyway, this is what street the- theology is about, how God works in the undercurrents of history to bring in his people on board for which Miss Ashley Abbott is one of them. 
Till the next time, grace and peace in the Lord. This is Pastor Dominic Romano. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.